You're listening to the Routine Project Podcast, where I, your host, Justin Crawford, am getting into the minds of today's leading entrepreneurs, thought leaders, celebrities, and so many more with one mission in mind, understanding their routines so we can get into building the ones that make the most sense for us. This is the one podcast that's hyper-focused on routines and routines only. What's cool is I feel like we're learning with the guests of the show because sometimes they come on here and they don't even know that they have these routines. I'm excited you're here to learn something new, so thank you for clicking play wherever you're tuning in. Now here's today's episode. This is Justin, and you're back for another episode of The Routine Project, and I'm really excited right now because her name is Christina Najar. You saw her on the title of the episode. She's popularly known as Tink's. Tinks, I'm telling you, I've I've seen you, I've heard about you, and we have a lot of the same friends, and I have yet to meet you until today, so I'm really excited. But guys, I have to tell you, she's a lifestyle creator, advice expert, podcast host, and now author. May 23rd is the big date for our friend Tinks with her new book. It's called The Shift, colon, if in case you're running, there's a colon in there. Change your perspective, mm-hmm. not yourself. We have a lot to talk about today. The book's out here in just a couple of weeks, and I'm just so freaking excited that you said yes to doing this. We have a lot to talk about when it comes to routines, your life as a business person slash creator, uh, and more importantly, this amazing book that you have out now. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. You have the best energy. Seriously, I feel so welcomed and excited to talk to you. And you are a fantastic host because you really set me at ease. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to get into it and just chat away. You have, it's funny you say host because even as a personality on the internet, podcast world, television screens, you name it these days. I think everybody almost has that personality to their brand, right? Uh, Can we go back to the beginning for you? I just, I know that people are tuning in right now and they're like, yeah, I know Tinks. I've seen Tinks. She has that little microphone, doesn't she? But help us understand where that all started for you. And then of course we have to talk about the shift. Yeah. So like so many of us in COVID, I was bored out of my mind, out of work and really kind of just freaking out. I really thought like this is the end of the world. And I I mean, this was so many of us, but I was um, I was uh, quarantining alone. My family was in a different country and I was just kind of really freaking out. And so I downloaded TikTok. It seemed to be the app of the moment and, you know, wanted to know what all the jokes were on the internet. And so downloaded it. And I thought, well, since we're, you know, the world is coming to an end, I might as well just give it a try and make a video myself. And as soon as I made my first video, I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Like this is Mm. that feeling that people talk about when they're like, when you know, you know, and you know, sometimes Mm. people are talking about a person, but for me, it was like a job. I was like, oh, I have wanted to be in entertainment for my whole life. I just didn't have the confidence to go for it. And it took literally the end of the world for me to just say, screw it, I'm going to try. And since then, it's been a really whirlwind three years. And it I'm just so happy and lucky. And uh, and that, that was literally the start was it was just like, well, why not? Why not go for it? Mm. I think it's so beautiful too how you how you just said that like even in the pandemic I think a lot of our careers changed funny enough we're sitting on this podcast because I started my first one during the show the reason I bring it up is because a lot of our careers changed and you bring up a very important fact which is this idea that like you wanted to be in said business which is entertainment quote unquote most of the time people refer that to as Hollywood but for you entertainment's a completely different side so how has you know, working on the other side. I mean, you've been on just as many red carpets as the other celebrities from Sex and the City. And then what is, 
how yeah. is that? Why is that? Like, are we just living in a world of, you know? It's so interesting. I think you raise a really good point. It's changing so much, like the line between influencers and, you know, movie stars, it's all changing. And, and you know, people have just so much more access to to influencers than, than, than you know, big megawatt celebrities. Um, I, you know, I think a lot of it was honestly COVID because it really broke down the wall between, between like the public and celebrities. And there was just a lot more interaction. And obviously social mm. media has played a big part in that too. But, you know, to me, a celebrity will always be like a Brad Pitt, like sure. a Jennifer Aniston, those types of people. But I just feel incredibly lucky that I'm able to do this job. I, I have so much gratitude. Seriously, I wake up every day and I think I'm so lucky. I love my job. And it does mean I get to go on red carpet sometimes, which is very cool. You know why you're going on red carpets before we get back to your book. Uh, first of all, congratulations. I'm just now, when I read through, I was like, yeah, I want to get to know Tinks, just like anybody who's listening. Like we're candidly asking as we go, right? That's the yeah, point of podcasting. Yes. But you have a podcast that you launched in 22, well, yeah. 2022, you yeah. know, it's me Tinks when you thought about that right? Mission, why you did it. And then you have this partnership with SiriusXM. Are you freaking kidding me? You have all these people on Instagram. You have all these people across your digital platforms. And then you have a podcast audience too. It's, it's You're the epitome yeah. of like influence. And it's not just an Instagram Thank following you. these days. Thank you. It's really cool. I mean, you know what a thrill podcasting is. I think it's so intimate to be in people's ears. Like it's a whole different type of content creation. Obviously, I love uh, I love TikTok. I love Instagram, but to just be in someone's ears when they're on their way to work or in their, in their car, they're listening to it. Like that to me is such a privilege and it's just so, it's so intimate. So it's a totally different muscle that I get to flex as you all know. And it, and it's really fun because it's just a space for more long form thought, you know, social media is amazing, but at the end of the day, it's one minute, it's three minutes, it's 60 seconds, whatever it is. And mm. potting, you can just really get into it and kind of flesh out your thoughts, which I think is something we all really need these days. So mm -hmm. um, I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy all the different platforms. It's, it's amazing to have different different verticals to to have different lengths of, of thought in. That's right. Lengths of thought. Here we go. Lengths of thought and streams of revenue, right? So you think yeah. about the business yeah. opportunity. If we can speak candidly and openly about this, if you're yeah. comfortable, I really think takes like the whole point of today's world and the digital social space that you've already talked about there is something to be able to drive revenue through specific audiences and platforms and new creative ideas. And it doesn't have to just be digital and social if you don't feel native in those arenas. I yeah. mean, but even a thought for a business these days, it, it comes down to the revenue that's being generated. So for you, when you think back to like even the pandemic, right? Take us back before that. Also let us know whether or not you had like a corporate fixed job before that, right? I mean, most of us did, see? Yeah. And then you get into now what is your own world of whatever. Like I'm sure there's days you're like... I ain't taking on that project. I don't need that project. Yeah. What walk us through the mindset of now this entrepreneur version of tanks? It's so different. I mean, yeah, I was in I was in the corporate world for several years and it's just so different. I mean, there's pluses and minuses to both. Like obviously having a paycheck every, you know, stable. It, that there's something to be said from that and there's a lot of security in like a, a big corporation and 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 you know, I learned a lot and and I'll say this, like I feel very lucky that I came into this job after my corporate job because I did learn from it. Like I was almost 30 when I started this current job and I had worked in 
in the world for 10 years. So that meant that I knew how to send an email, negotiate, be professional, be polite, show up on time, all that good stuff. And, um, you know, I, I really think that that's an advantage for being an influencer, being a content creator, what have you, because so many people just start so young. And, and again, that's amazing too. That's just a different Mm. path. But I think like, for me, I just feel very lucky that I had that corporate background because you can apply it. You can actually apply anything to anything if you kind of that that's to your point it's like perspective right Mm. some people say oh like that's a bummer that i was in corporate america for four years and it was boring and it was hard and all this stuff but i'm like no no no. like i learned from that even though it wasn't ultimately a good fit for me Mm -hmm. i leverage those skills that i learned in the corporate world in my influencing job now every day so it's Mm. it was it was good it was a good thing yeah it was a good thing and and i think being an entrepreneur is um, like you said, totally different set of muscles. It's kind of two sides of the same coin. It's like, mm. it's exciting because you're your own boss, but then it's also scary because you're your own boss. So it's like, it's both of those. It's such things, a good point. Know? So then exactly even more on that. So who have you hired and fired in the past couple of years? Because like, who's on your team tanks? Think about it. Most of us only see you, but I yeah. know damn well, you have publicists, assistants, man. Like there's, oh there's people behind you, but who have you hired over time? That's like, Hey, these, these are skills and things that I don't feel like like doing these are things that I really shouldn't be doing, right? Yeah. I need to focus on being the personality and the thought leader and the creator. Yeah, no, so well said. I think like I love that mantra, hire for your weaknesses. It's so important when you're growing your business, whatever it is. And for me, I'm not really a numbers girl. I don't really find that interesting and I find it difficult. Um, so I for me, it was very important to hire managers and people around me that understood the number side of things because I just it's not my favorite. So the first person I hired in my career was my manager. And I just really wanted to put a buffer between me and brands because again, it's just, it's easier to have someone else negotiate for you. Mm. Um, and, and just someone who knew the landscape, because again, I had no background in entertainment. So I was like, Oh, I, you know, I, uh, I, I don't know how much I should charge. I don't know how I should negotiate. I don't know how this goes. Mm. So that was the first person I hired. Um, and then agents and my publicists, of course, and it really does take a village. And I always try to acknowledge those people when, when I'm talking to, you know, my community, I'm like, you know, you see me, but it's actually a a massive team of very hardworking professionals who are super skilled in their field, who, who help us get to this point. And it, it just, it really does take so many people all the way down to like, my makeup artist who makes me look like alive on days, you know, so it's, it's just like, it's, it's so many different, it's so many different people. And, and I'm so grateful. I have absolutely wonderful people around me and, and, um, I, I wouldn't be able to do it without them. That's really important to note too. I mean, anybody who's listening, I mean, I think all of us go through that too. You, We fear entrepreneurship sometimes because yeah. a lot of the, you have to think about like what you have to do and the business is the business. But if your brand is you and you are the business, everything gets kind of intertwined, writing very gray, as they say. So yeah. how have you managed any of that gray fogginess of like, you know what, this is the goal. Tell us the goal, of course, but like, well, this is the goal with the Tanks brand. And here's what we've managed to do up until now to make it this successful. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's difficult. And the, like you said, the lines get so blurred. I think when you are the brand, it's sometimes it's hard to know where me as a person starts and me as a business starts and where each of those things ends. And I think ultimately I kind of, they merge and, um, and that can be difficult because it's like, sometimes I can't separate my life from my work because I think everything is, is 
everything can be a story. Everything is content. Mm. You know, I, I definitely have trouble with like putting my phone down sometimes or like when something's difficult, I'll, I'll just think, oh, but this could be made into a TikTok or a story that's or right. podcast no, that's episode. Right. That's right. And in a way that's, you know, an honor and a joy because it's like, well, what a cool and unique way to process life is through mm. like discussing it with my community and getting feedback from them and whatnot. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's definitely interesting. It's, it's mm. blurred lines. It's, it's so many blurred lines and you just kind of have to, I think for me, it always comes back to gratitude of like, you mm. know, I am just lucky for what I have in this life because mm. it's, it's and what you've created. I, you Thank should never you. discredit yourself. Yeah. I mean, I'll say that as a fan of yours, you really have built such an Thank extraordinary you. brand. And to your point about shifting through some of that cloudy mess, to be honest with you, I think comes down to routines. So if we can get into like, do you have personal wellness routines, personal business routines where you're, you're not feeling like you have to be walking through blurred lines? Cause think about it. You could be at a dinner oh my God, it's you. And then, you know, or you could be walking down the street and it feels like you should post a story, but you know, you damn well just aren't in the headspace to do it. Can you walk us through those wellness routines of yours? Yeah. I, I love routine. I, I really, I am obsessed with routines. I think that they are the key to success. And even if you travel a lot, which I do, even if you are caught, you're no, no two days look the same for you. Your routine is what grounds you. And I really think that it's a pillar of success for me. It's all about the morning routine. I'm obsessed with my morning routine. There's just certain things I do journaling every morning. Um, I do If I'm in LA, I do my cold plunge every morning, tongue scraping, um, lymphatic drainage with a dry brush. Like all of these things really ground me. And then it's like, even if my day is crazy, I have this like half an hour for myself where I just sort of wake my brain up. Um, I go for a little walk, even if it's just five minutes, just these things that really, really serve me throughout the rest of the day. And you might think, well, how does like dry brushing in the morning make you a better, make make you have better business acumen in the afternoon? But it really does. It really Mm. does. Because it's like, if you wake up and you just like, you just like open your eyes and you're on your phone doing emails. Like your brain doesn't have time to acclimate. And that's when you start getting stressed and sloppy. And for me, I've found the more routine I have, the less stressed I am. And then therefore the more that I can take on. That's right. Even mentally or physically, right? Say you're having to run through, I don't know, said red carpet at the evening and give us a day in the life, for example, right? As it pertains to routines, if there was a day that you can think about from the past two months and you're like, holy shit, that was a day, you know, what was the morning routine that day? And then walk us through that whole day of how you managed it. Yeah. I mean, I, every morning I wake up, I immediately do tongue scraping, which is like, sounds so gross, but I swear (laughs) once you get into it, like it's like an Ayurvedic practice. It's really good for you. Brush my teeth, drink an entire liter of water. I learned Mm. that from Cameron Diaz. Like she wrote it in her book and I just like, I'm like, she's so smart. And so drink an entire liter of water. Don't have coffee for the first hour per Andrew Huberman. I'm obsessed with him. Like I listen to everything he says. And then I try to go outside also per Andrew Huberman. He says, if you can get natural light in your eyes in the first like half an hour of waking, it really helps your circadian rhythm for the rest of the day. Mm. He's obviously a God. I listen to him and then no coffee for the first hour. Then I do my cold plunge and then a hot shower. And then I will journal. I'll do the five minute journal. I think it's a great way to just ground yourself in your goals and also gratitude. Again, if you just start your, cause otherwise you can wake up and you think, Oh my God, I have all this stuff to do today. This is Mm. awful. Blah, blah, blah. You know, if you start from a place of, I actually get to do all this stuff today, that's an amazing 
mindset shift and just a great way to start. So I'll do that. I'll make breakfast. Maybe I'll do a little free writing. I'll go on a walk. And then at that point, I have already accomplished so much. I'm like, okay, I can do it. And then I can start emailing my team, texting my team, checking in with them. We're all early risers, which I think is amazing. Um, And just setting up for the day. And sometimes I'll have, you know, back to backs from 9am till six, and then I'll go to an event. And Mm. for me, it's all about like, again, little things that you can do to make yourself feel better during all those meetings and all that stuff. So like, are you drinking enough water? Are you taking little breaks? Like if a meeting ends early, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go walk around the block. Like just get outside, take some fresh air, do that good stuff. When I'm getting glam, like what else can I be doing? I'm all about efficiency. I can be like doing emails or taking a meeting, taking a zoom call, whatever. And I just, I really love to be efficient. I, I think efficiency is sexy. So I'm obsessed efficiency is sexy maybe that's the name of your episode i love that yes it would have been this book title which i'm also obsessed with the shift change your perspective not yourself you got to tell us when you started thinking about writing the book what was it like writing the book and more importantly what can we expect from the book thank you yes i have been so so excited about this i mean i started working on it like a year and a half two years ago um i always wanted to write a book but i didn't actually know what I wanted to write about, which is really funny. And I I would just say to anyone out there who's like, you have an idea, like maybe you want to be an entrepreneur, but you're not really sure what the idea is yet. That's Mm. okay. That's Mm. okay because the intent is there. So just keep following your curiosity. Keep just following that thread, keep pulling the thread and you will figure it out. Eventually you don't have to have it all figured out right now to have intention. Um, and writing the book was honestly amazing. All of the rest of the stuff that comes after that, like marketing the book, doing all that stuff, I find harder. I found actually writing sure. it was, was like such a dream. I wrote this book because in my 20s, I really felt like I didn't date or live even from a place of self-esteem. And wow. so what does that mean in actuality? It means that you, it means that I was constantly seeking validation. It means that I had a scarcity mindset. It means that I didn't know my worth. And so, you know, even take the example of dating, I would always be like, oh my God, does he like me? Does he like me? Does he like me? Never once stopping to say, wait, do I even like him? And that's just, just such a common thing that happens to young people is like, they think that they can't be happy until they have a partner. They think that they can't be happy until they have a perfect body. And if you do little, if you follow the method in the book, like these mindset shifts, you Mm. realize that it all starts with you. It all starts with knowing your worth and knowing your value and living from a place of abundance. And that will actually bring more abundance into your mouth, into your life. Mm. So better partners, better jobs, better ideas, everything. So I'm so excited for people to read it. I really needed this book when I was younger, but it's, Mm. it's honestly good for anyone of any age. You can, you can gain from it. I want to go into a lot of the talking points you just brought up because number one, it just makes sense. But I have to mention too, you think about perspective in your 20s, you're exactly right. If you're 20 and you're listening to this and I've watched the audience demographics, we definitely have some 20 year olds. Think about it this way. Do we ever have anything figured out? So for you, my next question before we get into these amazing points, one of which is scarcity mindset, which is just, there is something to that that I think a lot of people don't even understand, right? Especially yeah. if you're like, you can, you can have an abundance mindset, even if you're in the corporate world, right? When it comes yeah. to jobs, 100%. you know, yes. but for you, I mean, what was the shift for you? I mean, to use your title, I mean, think about it. What was the shift? Was it the pandemic? Was it going into entrepreneurship? Like, was there a moment? It was kind of realizing that nothing external 
was ever going to make me happy if I wasn't happy with myself. And that sounds a little cheesy, but it was actually true. Like, I don't think that I was happy with myself until I was about 30. And Mm. I realized like, wow, it's actually not like the perfect body, the perfect job, the perfect boyfriend that will make me happy. It's actually within me. It's a choice. It's, it's Mm. a way of living. It's it's practicing gratitude. And I'm sitting here being like, oh my God, like, why don't I have this? Why don't I have that? When I have so much and shifting my perspective and saying, I'm actually going to be grateful for what I have. And I'm actually going to become my own best friend and start knowing my worth. Like that was the mo- the biggest unlock. And from that, I've become so much happier and, mm. and, and just so much more satisfied. And I've had more success in my life in every vertical romance career, you know, personal happiness since I made that shift, like then mm. my entire life combined. So it was so important for me. Mm. I lied. I have one more follow-up. The that. something about it, and I'm just, oh God, this is so perfect and spot on. I mean, I was even having these thoughts today about like this coexisting way of doing your life and your career mm. and your romance and your spirituality and everything should coexist. What are your thoughts on things coexisting, especially after you feel like you switched your own, you know, shifted your, your, your own mindset after so long? Um, especially think about the world you're in too. I mean, it's a very noisy world. How are you ever able to even think that things coexist, but it sounds like you have harmony, which I'm going to steal from Rob Deerdick, who was on the show like months ago, but you're living in a very harmonious way. And I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I I think I love that word. I don't think that we talk about harmony enough. I think it's like, you have to find the right balance for you and everything does have to coexist. And sometimes I feel like we, it's, it's like, you know, you, you can't always get what you want, but you might just get what you need. You know, that kind of thing. Like you grow up and you're like, well, maybe I need a little bit less socializing and I need a little bit more me time, or I need a little Mm. bit more like reflection, or I need a little bit more gratitude. And it's like Mm -hmm. when you quiet the noise and you really like allow that stuff to come into focus, that is, that's honestly when you find harmony. Yeah. And you say focus too. So one of these points you brought up is just a scarcity. Break that down for us yeah. in terms of what you felt like that 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 term meant to you before. And then as it relates to abundance, which I feel like you're currently living in. Scarcity mindset is the is like the internal fear, like there isn't enough to go around. And that's not true. Like we actually live in a very abundant universe. And um I think it it can be boiled down to like her success is not my failure. Like that's one way to put it. You know, I think a lot of the times, especially for women, we think like, oh my God, like she got a boyfriend. That's one less boyfriend for me. That's not true. Or like, you Mm. know, someone else gets a job and you think, why don't I have a job? And like, that's a really negative way to move through the world, especially if it's your friends, you, you should be like, oh my God, I feel so happy for them. Like I feel, I feel their win in my bones. Like I feel their joy in my bones and Mm. you have to make this shift because there is enough to go around. And the more you focus on abundance, the more abundance there will be. If you focus on what your life is lacking and what you're missing, that's what will be called into your life. Like there will Mm. be scarcity in your life. I really, really believe that. Like there is enough to go around and it's like, look for the blank spaces, look for the open spots to move into. Don't look for the, the, you know, and that, and I'm speaking metaphorically here, like look for the abundance and you will find it. Mm. 
And then even when you're looking for it too, I mean, I don't have that many thoughts on it only because like, I mean, listen, if I gave my thoughts, we would, we would need two hours for this thing. <laughs> Tanks. It's interesting, right? Because I think a lot of people look at those two words alone. They're like, Ugh, whatever. Actually, you know, this is my next question. And we have to talk about this idea that knowing your worth makes you a better friend and partner. What's yes. interesting is, I mean, I will get the book. Trust me. It's about two weeks out. Pre-orders count. Trust me, I know. Mm -hmm, Your publicity mm -hmm. team is my absolute favorite. I'm always very honest <laughs> about these them. things. Align PR, if anybody, oh my God, you guys, they're the best. But they brought this up and they said, listen, I think when you mention this, either in the book or to them, that knowing your worth makes you a better friend and partner. Oh God, I can't wait to get into it. But think about how many people since you've been, I mean, it seems like you went from like entertainment, social media, almost into this personal development realm. Mm -hmm. And those two are going to definitely coexist because you are the mm -hmm. brand in the business, yet you've mm -hmm. launched a book that's going to help people change their lives. As you've done that, what's the feedback? I mean, even before the book is out, obviously we'll, we'll you know, we'll hear about it here in two weeks, but are people like, oh, she's getting into like the book world and she's a thought leader now. Like what's the feedback when you got into like writing a book that are gonna, that's going to help people? My community is so incredible. I feel so lucky to have them. They are so supportive. I think a lot of them knew how big a dream this was for me mm. and they have been so receptive and so wonderful. And I just am so appreciative of them. And, you know, I'm very close with them. We spend a lot of time together on Instagram, on my radio show, on my pod, like we are in communication. So I think that they trust that I have something to say and, mm. and that I, you know, I want to convey it in a new way. And I think that they've been really excited for me. And at the end of the day, it's like, you're always going to have naysayers and people who don't don't believe in you, but sure. you have to focus on the people who do care about you because mm. they are that that's who, who matters. And for me, my community is everything. So I'm just, I'm excited for them to have the book and, and to get feedback from them because they are who I really wrote it for. We're excited too. The reviews will be really fun. Uh, and everything we've talked about too, I always say this, especially mid-show, links are everything. They're in the descriptors below. Tinks is below. The book Thank is you. below. Her pod is below. Girl, I wouldn't have brought you on otherwise. You had those links for a reason uh, and not just a season. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> you bring this idea up that like people in your community you're with kind of day in and day out and you're having like constantly not just like be with them, but you're having to be a big sister to them. And I'll never forget hearing that from someone, uh, a mutual friend of ours a long time ago, years ago, hey, you've got to look up Tink. She's like everyone's big sister. And I think the reason that was so cool to hear and girl, it's been two years since I booked you. Think about it. So I was like, wait, you are a big sister to people because you're witty, you're vulnerable, you're funny. You make real light of certain situations that everybody can relate to. So then it goes to being a friend and partner, you know, yeah. sexually, whatever, like, you know, in your personal life, professional yeah. life, a friend and partner is a big deal these days. Yeah. People need connection, especially since the pandemic. But more yeah. importantly, in today's world, everybody's still very separated between their phones and the real world and such. So then knowing your worth as it relates to you being a really good friend and partner, please break that down for us. Yeah. I think it's like, if you know your worth, you never accept less than you deserve. And you, you're not, you're not searching for anything. I think that's what it is. So therefore you can show up fully for your friends and your partner. And if you, if you don't know your worth and you think like, Oh, but then I can just like give, give, give. And it's like, you can't. So let's take the example of a friend. Like if you don't know your worth, that means you don't know how to set boundaries. That means you don't know when to say no. That means you overextend yourself. You say yes to going to things you don't want to. And then you're resentful and you're bitchy and passive aggressive to your friends. Like knowing your worth means you can come to the table and say, 
oh, you're going through a hard time. Let me be Mm -hmm. there for you fully. Let me sit in this sadness with you. Let me help you. Let me do this. And it's coming from a place of just pure, um, pure goodness and worth. And with partners, it's like, if you know your worth, you don't accept less than you deserve. You don't settle. And people think that, you know, settling is like, it's like to do with, oh, I'm not saying like, oh, don't settle until you you marry like a rich super celebrity or whatever. I'm saying like, you don't settle until you find someone who is so supportive and so sure about you and makes you feel absolutely amazing. And then you're able to give to them too. You're able to show up because you're like, this is what I need. So much of mm. knowing your worth is just being honest about what you need. And that's not conceited or vain or narcissistic. That's simply saying, this is what I need in a relationship. And then that mm. saves you a lot of trouble down the line. And time. I and just, time. I told the Tinks before precious. we got on this call, yeah. I took a friend out named Pete and we just talked about how much time it takes to find that person if mm-hmm. you're looking, but you bring mm-hmm. up a good point when you're not looking, they kind of show up, yeah. but doesn't that have a lot to do with though? I mean, another topic here, but like inner work, right? And and yes. where is your advice? Where does your advice sit on folks who are tuning in now that just need that time? And, you know, maybe some, I take myself on dates. I know you do. I and there is something to that, right? It's like not just inner work, but like, girl, I've gained confidence from this. You've it's gained true. confidence and clarity no, from it. So There's true. something to being alone. Yeah, there is. And I think, I think honestly, you can you can spot those people, the people who do take themselves on dates and spend time working on themselves. It's really magnetic at the end of the day. Like those people, you can tell you're like, that person's doing the work. That person knows how to spend a Sunday by themselves and like really have a good time. And you can tell when someone's like kind of, you know, just stressed and wanting to be, you know, needs constant validation or whatever it may be. You can find people who do the work. And once you start to do the work, you can, you, it's kind of like birds of a feather flock together, right? You're like, oh Mm. yeah, I can tell that person's in therapy. That person has, has improved on themselves. That person reads a lot. That person does this. You can just spot it. And it's, it's beautiful. And, And to bring it back to dating, it's like, it's, 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 it's a really attractive quality. So if you're, if you're like one of those people who's right now, and listen, I've been there. This isn't from a place of judgment. This is from a place of knowing. Cause I've been there. If you're in the place where you're just like, I just want a boyfriend. I just want a girlfriend. Like, I don't care. Sure. I just want to know what I want. Like if you just focus on yourself, they, they'll come easier. It'll, and mm-hmm. they'll be better, better quality people. Mm-hmm. And you said a couple minutes ago too, just this idea of like finding what you need, can yeah. you break down to us, at least from your perspective? Because I think if we get an understanding about your lifestyle and your needs, and when I say needs, I'm not talking about like niceties. I'm talking about necessities. Yeah. I almost know because you and I are wearing black long sleeves that first of all, we're from New York. Second, <laughs> we definitely keep things simple so we can perform in other areas, right? That's a big thing in business. Yeah. But describe to us what your necessities are and um, how you're able to navigate some of the noise and, and really cut off the noise, to be honest with you. But, you know, I feel like you live very simply. I do. I think it's like, I think when you, I think in terms of necessities, it's like you, what I, what I look for is like people who know who they are, people who don't take themselves too seriously, people who are really ambitious. Um, Everything else is just noise. Like, I think you Mm. use a great word. It's like, I think when I was younger, I thought like, oh my God, when I'm older, I'm going to have like 50 cars and like all this stuff. And then you're just like, 
all I really want is to spend meaningful time with the people that I love. And that's like kind of why I do what I do is because I want to create space. I want to create time to just spend time with the people that I love. And it's like, that's a need for me. That's an absolute necessity. And everything else is just kind of like serving that. And, you know, you were joking about it, but it's true. Sometimes I'm like, I, I like, unless I'm going out, I do dress simply. I do like an all black uniform moment. I do like, you know, the no makeup thing. Cause I'm just like, I don't care. Like, I just don't want to focus on work. I want to focus on my community and the people that I love. And that's it. I love that. But there's something to be said that the majority of people who are quote unquote successful or whatever people are calling it these days, right? High functioning, talented, blah, 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 are very simple. Yeah. And I've both learned that. I mean, Andrew Huberman probably wears the same t-shirt. Anybody we've known, it's not about the money that they have. It's about the things they've accomplished that bring them fulfillment, which is my next point for you as we're inching towards the latter half of this conversation. You know, you think about fulfillment that looks different to a lot of people describe what a fulfilling life has been for you. You seem very fulfilled, but also, you know, intentional about how this fulfillment is adding to your business life. And isn't that the, the to me, that's the best way to freaking do it. I feel like opportunities come to you because you've been so open, you've been vulnerable, you've been excited, right? Passionate, yeah. but simply doing so has brought you the opportunities, but to fulfillment, what does that look like for you now? I think fulfillment means doing your best at something you love And I love my job. I'm very lucky. And for me, it's like if I show up fully every day, that's very fulfilling. And look, sometimes it goes well, sometimes it goes badly. But if you do your best and you're living in accordance with your values, that's very fulfilling. There's always like that phrase that's like unhappiness is the is the gap between where you want to be, where you think you should be and where you are or something like that. And it's Mm like if you're genuinely doing your best like yes it's good to be ambitious but like that's that's very fulfilling like you're not going to be the top of your game the day you start but if you're doing your best or you're taking measures to walk towards that that leads to a very fulfilling life mm. more unfulfilling too i mean you just think about how I mean, I don't think a lot of people are in their heads, right? These days, I brought that up a little bit earlier today, even before we chatted, I was like, I think I want to bring this up to tanks on the podcast, because I think you've been able to navigate the real world, right? Which is where we're all trying to get, you know what I mean? Even if your life is on social and digital, for the most part, it's still a job. It's like us being on this podcast. You know what I mean? Like you still have real life. You know, how are you navigating that? And then what do you make the most of the days where you're not on your phone, not on the computer, not taking Zoom calls, not podcasting with Justin, you know? Yeah. It's, it. you know what? I love real life. I love it so much. And any chances that I get to be with my community in real life that talk about fulfilling, that's my favorite thing ever. I was just in Miami wow. and I did, uh, I did a live podcast taping where we just chilled with the audience and talked to them. And I was like, this is the best. Like this to me is wow. everything. Just being in the same room as, as these wonderful people and, and chatting with them, I found so fun and so amazing. And so to me, it's like, I love that real life stuff. And I do try to put down my phone. I try to hike this morning. I went on a hike with my mom, like get off your phone, get those out. It's again about efficiency. It's like, if you're going to work, do the Zoom right. calls, do back to back for three hours, then take a meaningful break, take lunch with your team, walk outside, make a lunch for someone and, and sit outside and eat it with them and enjoy them and keep, keep your phone inside. It's all about maximizing whatever time you have with whatever you're doing. And tell me you haven't made more money because of that. I think I have, you know, I think, I think you got to know, I think it's all about compartmentalizing and all about knowing when to, when to push and when to rest. That's That's so crucial. Yeah. 
because we have a few minutes. What do you mean by that? When to push, when to rest, keep telling us that's so important in business. So I actually really love um, Matthew McConaughey's book. I think he puts it so well when he talks about green lights and he's like, when, you know, it's about knowing when to look for, it's like about knowing to look for when there's an opportunity and when there's an opportunity, you got to run with it. You got to go for it. If someone opens a door and says, yeah, you can come and intern for me or, oh yeah, I would love to mentor you or, oh yeah, you can get this job. That's like slightly difficult, but you can do it. Like go for it. If you're in a time when you're in your life where there is no green lights, it's okay to take a rest. Or, you know, maybe you just finished a massive project. You're tired. Take a rest, take a few weeks <laughs> right. to chill or whatever. Right. No one to push and no one to rest. It's just, I think that is just so important. And for me, like I'm in a big run up for two months with this book and I'm going to go on a book tour and I'm push, push, push. And then in July, I'm going to be with my family. I rented a house. I'm taking my family and friends and I'm going to rest. And it's That's about right. knowing, knowing when to push and knowing when to rest. I don't think we could have ended on any other note. Uh, okay. Your perspective is so valuable. I'm not kidding. From a business and personal level, Thank you have you. made all of us who are listening make you feel like we feel almost more connected to you, right? And I'm sure this is what your community has felt for years. Thank so you. thank you for letting us in. Thank uh, you for being obsessed. such a good host. You ask the most interesting <laughs> questions. You're so easy to talk to. You are just so like in alignment. Talk about someone doing the work. Like it is seriously so clear that you do so much work on yourself and that is such a magnetic quality. So uh, thank you for having me on and, and for this valuable conversation. No, of course. It'll be so good. Everybody, thanks for coming on, whether you came from her side of the house or ours. Just such a cool opportunity. I mean, listen, you, you, you've I, I didn't even mention this, but we'll link it. But like Forbes top creators of 2022, like and that's one of many things that people are going to continue to lay, like, you know, label and, and, and be able to award you for uh, going down the line. But this book is so exciting. You guys, it's the shift, change your perspective, not yourself. It'll be linked below. Everything she's about, everything she hosts and produces and puts on social and digital platforms will also be linked. Uh, but this was so fun. And and I'm Thank glad you. you took your mom on a hike this morning because that's around the corner too, Mother's Day. And right after Mother's yeah. Day, we got your book coming out May 23rd. Okay. It is going to be a very exciting month or two for you. And then you get to take a break in July. Um, so thank you. This was a fantastic, fantastic so episode. So thank you. Thank you. You're the best. It's Justin again, and that concludes today's episode. I hope you learned something new or exciting about routines or at least took something away from the guest I had on the show. Now I've got plenty more episodes coming up on this podcast, so be sure to click that follow button wherever you're listening. Oh, and you know how it goes. The show only gets better when I hear from you. So drop a rating and review and let me know what you loved and maybe what we can do better on this podcast to keep you coming back each week. Now, until I get that next episode to you, start building the routines that matter most to you and inspire others to do the same. Oh,